and welcome to the fourth episode in International Airport Review's podcast series. My name is Tara Nolan, editor of International Airport Review, and today I have the pleasure to have a quick conversation with Jacopo Prisonotti, Director of Network Management at Eurocontrol. Eurocontrol is a pan-European civil military organisation dedicated to supporting European aviation, with the goal to make aviation in Europe safer, more efficient and more cost-effective, with a minimal environmental impact. The management of Europe's sky is a pertinent topic that needs intrinsic consideration as the demand for air travel continues to rise, and I spoke to Jacopo regarding the challenges that airports will need to face in the future, and the technologies that will influence the way air traffic controllers work. Good morning, Jacopo. Please can you give me a brief overview of your role as Director Network Management at Eurocontrol? Good morning, Tara, of course. Yes, uh, well, I started off uh, 1st of July this year, so it's only a few months, but it seems already ages. My role, of course, is to, first of all, to ensure the best operations in aviation throughout Europe, to make sure that all that can be done to create the maximum efficiency for the flying passengers and punctuality for the flying passengers in a full, safe environment is achieved. And of course, uh, as a parallel task to prepare for the future. So to prepare all the actions for the subsequent years to come to evolve the European air traffic management infrastructure to become much more efficient, much more resilient, much more scalable, and effectively to deliver the best performance possible to the flying passengers. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So in your time within the industry, how have you seen air traffic management change? To what extent has technology played a role in this? Yeah, well, the technology has played a major role, but I would say at the center were always the people in the sense that started off as a traffic controller myself uh, in the 1980s already. And of course, technology there at that time was really the technology of the post-war radars and things like that. So there's been a huge leap jump in technological terms, which allowed people to work uh, in a much more efficient way. And I would say allowed people to effectively uh, manage the recurrent tasks through the technology. And that's, I think, the major changes that have happened, which allowed also for new procedures. I just come to my mind the fact that uh, we have achieved uh, the reduced vertical separation minima in the recent years, allowing for more, let's say, flight levels to be available and so more capacity. I think on top of this, that the capacity to evolve is still there. So technology will play an important role also in the future. Is there a particular technology that has been influential in changing the air traffic management landscape? I would say yes. The first thing is what we call the CNS, so the Communication, Navigation and Surveillance Technology. So the fact that the data now is able to flow, I think, in a better way. And I'm thinking about data link and I'm thinking about SWIM. Of course, we have still to go because these technologies are in the face of being operational in these years. And especially for data link, we have been facing huge amount of problems in the past. But I think through the new way of working together that I'm starting to introduce, to make better platforms for operational stakeholders to coordinate themselves and to implement such technologies, very shortly we're going to see a lot coming in terms of uh, improved performance, I would say, especially from Datalink and from SWIM. So how can airports ensure that they get a productive balance between using technology and using humans? I would challenge the word balance because I don't think we really need a balance. The human will always be at the center. 
What we need is the human to become a more system manager and allow for automation to take the routine tasks and become more effective and more viable, I would say even more safe. I think safety is at the core when we talk about automation, so we need to make sure that all the instances that we put in place are human-centered but also have all the safety requirements there. And I think we can learn a lot. We can learn a lot from what has been done on the cockpit where the flight management system, for instance, today supports the pilot in all the priority tasks and all what he needs to decide is just the strategy on how to fly the airplane. And I think this is, we need to move at the same direction. On the airport side, for instance, if you have very busy airports, the taxi clearance will follow the green lights is something which will enhance safety and will create more productivity. So we should not be at all afraid of automation and technology. We should play it well and we should make sure that it's implemented incrementally to allow more capacity, more safety, and to allow the human, which will always be at the center of the process, to manage better all these services. That's really interesting. Thank you. So what do you believe to be the biggest threat that is affecting air traffic management at the moment? I think we are in an important phase where the infrastructure, the traffic management infrastructure is reaching its limits in terms of capacity and scalability. So we need to make the next step to allow for more performance and so to have more punctuality in the system. And this means we need more capacity, but I would say more than that, we need to have a more scalable system to meet the volatility of the demand. And this challenge will only be achieved if on one side we are able to put in place an effective decision-making process between all the European actors of the network, from the airport side, from the airline side, and in the NSP side. That's a big gap that uh, I'm working very hard to cover because if we will succeed for that, the strategy to implement all the improvements will be much easier and we will be much more successful. On the other side, this is a threat because if we don't do that, there are other, I would say, newcomers uh, like the drones, which natively will have a need of a full automated system. And uh, so this could also be a problem for a, a change which could happen from the outside world. But I'm very confident that since uh, I see a lot of professionality, I see a lot of motivation, and I see a lot of actions in place to ensure that we are going to be uh, successful, that in the next years we'll be uh, delivering all what is needed to achieve this target. So how can we ensure that in five to ten years' time there is enough capacity in the sky to cater for the demand for air travel? Well, very simple. Based on the fact that we were building a very effective common decision-making process between all operational stakeholders, and when I say all operational stakeholders, I say majorly airports, airlines, NSPs, and also the military component, I would say, we implement what I call the two main programs. One is called operational excellence, where we, from the operational point of view, are going to standardize all the procedures and all the best practices that are in Europe, which is not there yet. So from airport capacity to sector capacity to standards, training of controllers, to how we're going to manage the sector throughputs, the implementation of all the technologies in a synchronized way. And the other major program being the airspace restructuring, which is um, another key element for success to make sure that all the dynamic sector configurations, all the TMA's approaches to the airports are reconfigured in the best way possible. This is a program which has an important targets to be achieved incrementally starting from summer 2020 until, uh, let's say, the next five to ten years. And I'm sure that implementing that will allow the ADM infrastructure to be scalable and effectively delivering the capacity which is needed for the network. 
Oh, that's so exciting. And are there any key challenges that you've advised the aviation industry to expect? Well, I left it for last because I think it's the most important one and it's coming up very strongly, as we all know, and it must not become a slogan, which is the environmental uh, challenge. I think we're all born to that. Now there's more visibility, so we already were doing it very hardly, but now we need to consider it even more. And the contribution that the air traffic management provides to environment is significant. So all what we do and all what is in the plans that I've described to you before has a name to reduce the emissions, to reduce the noise, so to contribute significantly to such improvements. And uh, this is a task that we're going to measure even more closely as network manager with even more actions and procedures in the coming years to make sure that we we'll do all what can be done to produce effective performance in the environmental framework. Oh, thank you so much, Jacopo, for your time today. Thanks to you. It's been great speaking to you, Tara. Thank you so much. Well, that concludes this episode of International Airport Reviews podcast. Many thanks to Jacopo for his time and informative answers. As Jacopo said, with collaboration, technology and a structured plan, the aviation industry will be able to continue growing and thriving, serving passengers from all over the world in a safe and efficient manner. Let me remind you that this podcast is available on our website, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Whilst you listen, double-check you're subscribed to receive a free copy of our magazine and join us on our social media channels. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. I look forward to the next episode.